Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror the card game. We're sometimes fortnightly, we're sometimes monthly. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... It's me, Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing very good. Much better than last week. Much better than last week. Ah, very glad to hear it. Excellent. What are we talking about this week, Frank? Well, we're doing another of our investigator-specific episodes. This time we're looking at Stella Clark. The letter carrier. Yeah, yeah. And there's a particular reason we've picked Stella to look at. A particular reason alongside the fact that she's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're both fully convinced of, of Stella's uh, Stella's abilities now. Mm. We've picked Stella because uh, Stella is the first trans, or the first that we know about, anyway, uh, trans investigator. Mm. And yeah. the 31st of March is International Transgender Day of Visibility. So at the top of the episode, just before we get into that, we just want to share a little bit about why that's why this is an important day. Mm. Shall I? Do you want me to blast on? Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. So uh, up until relatively recently, the only really, um, I guess, transgender-centered day was the Day of Remembrance, which is obviously an important day, but has less of a, of a kind of an element of celebration and inclusion mm. to it naturally it's quite a quite a somber event so i believe uh, about 10 years ago there was the first trans international transgender day of visibility to celebrate the transgender community i think it's particularly important at the moment there's there's been a lot of i'm, I'm going to like throw some air quotes around this debate <laughs> around issues around <laughs> yeah. around trans friendly legislation and healthcare and it's caused a lot of stress to many, many trans people all around the world. Mm. Especially in our country, I know there's, there's lots of talk about what, what, what reforms to legislation should look like. Mm. And everyone at the moment is feeling isolated. Uh, we've had a year of isolation. And let's not forget that lots of members of the LGBT community, especially trans people, are also isolated from family because of, what's, of the, you know, the, the position they're in. Yeah. So I think yeah, this it's a it's a it's a great step to have some trans representation in the game, and we want to celebrate it along with everyone else and and signal to people really that this is a a community where they should be welcome. Yeah. Anything else you want to add in particular to that, Frank? I just want to add in a little pat on our backs, maybe way <laughs> how I great was we so are. <laughs> touched with how the community celebrated Stella when she arrived. My experience, anyway. I remember the early days of the game. There were even people who didn't want to play as female investigators, <laughs> who would only play male versions or would gender swap investigators, not to sort of celebrate gender, but because of you know issues they had around gender. And to think that we've really left that behind us and moved to the point in the community where we have the first openly trans character that we know of, anyway, in the in the game and that that's embraced and celebrated and that we can use that as an opportunity to also draw people's attention to International Transgender Day of Visibility. I just feel really lucky that this is Arkham. Yeah, even that we can feel safe enough to put that out there and not think, God, what blowback will we get? <laughs> and, um, you know, even if we that's did get blowback... privilege, isn't it? Yeah, well, even if we did get blowback, it's it's worth it, I think, as, as we've said in our... Absolutely, yeah. We said in our, our diversity statement, the key thing is... It's more important to have a community that's inclusive for people who might not have other communities they can turn to. 
Yes. There's lots and yeah. lots of places people can go to to be transphobic. Um, we're staking out, uh, a, a, setting out our store here that this isn't one of them. Yeah. Um, so what we'll do is we'll put some resource for people who want to learn more. Um, interestingly, that the the two uh, we put out our diversity diversity statement recently, diversity and inclusion. And I was sort of prepared for some blowback, and we didn't get any. Everyone was either very happy to see it, or honestly just curious about the reasons for doing it. A few people were saying, mm. oh, has something happened that you, you, you want to put this out? Which to me is, is an element of curiosity, like, I want to learn more about this. Mm. Yeah. So we'll put some, some links into the, the show notes. Uh, there's a good page on the Stonewall website, The Truth About Trans. That's that's good. It's kind of a really good, easy-to-understand introduction to uh, trans people in Britain uh, and the current issues that they're facing and and some guidance on kind of more up-to-date thinking which is good there's some good resources on the gendered intelligence website I think it's Juris the Gender Identity Research and Education Society have got some more like official resources you can use if say you're a uh, you're a lecturer or a teacher they've got some education resources on there which are really cool uh, yeah so we'll put some of those links and if anyone wants to share any any thoughts or, or or feelings or other resources we can share, please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, let us know. That'd be fantastic. But Stella Clark isn't just a trans character, and she's also an investigator in Arkham. So let's do an yeah. investigator-specific episode let's, let's, all let's... about the letter carrier. Fantastic. Yeah, I think it's your turn to read the front. Stella Clark, the letter character, has three willpower, two intellect, three combat, and four agility. She has the chosen and civic traits. Fascinating. Reaction. After you fail a skill test, you may take an additional action during your turn this round. Limit once per round. Elder sign effect plus one. You may instead choose to automatically fail this skill test to heal one damage and one horror. I can hear it. Can it hear me? Eight health. Eight sanity. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think you... (laughs) It might have been a, I might have misheard or it might have been a slip of the tongue. I think you called her the letter character. Oh, did I? Yeah. <laughs> She's the letter character. She is the letter character. <laughs> She's also the letter carrier. Yeah. She's the character who carries the letters. Exactly. So what what do we make of everything so far? That The stat line is relatively flat. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think off the top of my head, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone else has that stat line. Does someone have that stat line? Calculating... <laughs> Yorick has that stat line, but with the combat and agility switched. Right. Uh, has Wendy got higher she's, intellect? She, <laughs> Wendy's stats are all different apart from the agility. Oh, right. She's okay. four, three, <laughs> one, four. <laughs> I knew she had one combat, um, but I was trying to think where the other two dots went. The other two dots must have gone one willpower, yeah. one intellect, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Does she, is there anyone who has this? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'm talking nonsense. Seth is nearly the same, but with one dot from combat and willpower. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's nearly flat. I mean, it's nearly like Jenny and Lola, the three, 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 three. But so, so I mean, Anywho. fairly flat means Stella can turn a hand to most things, right? Yeah. Pros, pretty flexible. Cons, not a immediate stat jumping out to build around. Yeah. Or really focus on. That's all we really need to say about that. But she also has very flat health and sanity. Yeah, it's just also really high. Yeah, also it's much higher than other investigators. So a yeah. typical pool yeah. would be what fourteen. That's right. And Stella's yeah. on sixteen. Yeah, and this sort of counterbalanced by 
more limited deck building requirements, which we'll, we'll, we'll come to. Yes, yeah. So yeah, straight away, like, big health and sanity pool just jumps out to me that this is someone who could take hits. Should we talk about her ability then? Yeah, let's do it. Because it is very good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. <laughs> she's She's got an extra action every turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's after you fail the skill test, you, t- you take an additional action. As we'll come across, you can really start stacking some of these these abilities, which allow us to, at its most basic level, it sort of lets you retake a skill test. Mm-hmm. You take mm-hmm. a skill test, you fail, and you do it again. Yeah. So in that example, action one, I investigate, I draw the auto fail. Oh, damn it, failed. I get an extra action, which I use to investigate again. And I end up having a three-action turn with an extra action that was just a failed test. And honestly, like that's that's not even that bad in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. an extra yeah. an extra shot at a skill test every turn is is quite nice. Yeah. Where this really starts to come into its own is when we start throwing some of the other nonsense survivor cards, which everyone yeah. everyone already likes. Mm-hmm. People put mm-hmm. start put some of these into this. And it starts to become really, really powerful, where mm. we're actually just getting four action turns. Yeah. Before we dive into all of that yeah. failure tech, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what I also it's reminding me of our episode, our Silas episode, where we did last week. Yeah. Yeah, maybe this is a sort of survivor theme. It almost certainly is about making do with what you have. Yes. But what I was thinking of is, you know, that example I gave of an investigate or, you know, if, if if an investigator has an ability that says one of your actions a turn, you get to retake if you fail. If that action is one that you've piled skill cards into, it's the last ammo from your firearm, whatever it is, getting to retake that action is not particularly useful because yeah. you've lost all <laughs> of those cards and you're now no, no longer have ammo. Yeah. Where it is useful is where you take a test without committing too much to it not caring if you succeed or fail. If you succeed, brilliant. If you fail, you get to try again. So it really, for me, accentuates that idea of survivors aren't tooled up to the nines, committing loads of cards, six over the test. They might be taking the test at one over and hoping to get a bit lucky, maybe literally playing lucky if the threshold is right. And if they don't manage to do that, they're not in too much of a hole for having failed. So I just think that's worth having in the air here Mm. that... You know, and the flat stat line kind of leans that way as well. You don't have this amazingly high stat. You kind of just chance it and see how you get on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a feeling like a bit like stylus, isn't there, where you you could just commit a card, take the test, see how you get on, and then you can react based on that. Exactly, yeah. Do we want to... I'll tell you what, let's talk briefly about her Elder Sign effect, just very briefly. <laughs> oh, uh, is this like Rex? Does Rex have a... I've, you know what? Because <laughs> because he's so good, I've not even thought about Rex in months. I've just played him recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? He has a... Uh, yeah, he has a... You can auto-fail to draw three cards, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So th- that helps him deal with his weakness, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically. Yeah, I, I think the, the Elder Sign effect is, is, is kind of fine. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have one where it's more likely to actually do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the things that the the fail tech, you know, fail forward survivors do not like is pulling that rogue plus one and accidentally passing a test that they plan to fail. So it's very nice in Stella to have another plus one in the bag, the elder sign, that can be either helping you pass or helping you fail. 
So it's just really nice to have that built in. And if you go down the, yeah, I think I'll fail instead, it mitigates some of the common outcomes of failure, which are taking damage and taking horror. It's just really nice. I think the more I've played Stella, the more I lean into the Elder Sign being that auto-fail effect. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to just cheekily pass pass a, a test, but having it as another token in the bag that fails can be really useful as well. But weirdly enough, and I think we'll talk about more about this, I'm often playing that I fail for the first two actions and then try and pass for the second two actions. Mm-hmm. And you can you can pile in your fail tech on those first couple of actions, and that stocks up yeah. your hand and often gives you some options for the rest of the turn. Mm. Yeah, and then you look to pass at the end. Yeah. yeah. Well, should, should we turn her over and look at her um, deck building options? Let's do it. Brill. Right. Investigator, deck size 30. Survivor cards, level 0 to 5. Neutral cards, level 0 to 5. That's it. Nothing else special. Wowie. As limited as anyone, really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only one faction. But all all of the levels in that faction, at least. Not that there was only... Well, how many level 5? One level 5 survivor card, right? Two level 4, is that it? Yeah. Something like that at the point of recording, yeah. yeah. Uh, deck building requirements, three copies of Neither Rain Nor Snow, one copy of Core by the Mists, and a random basic weakness. I'm just going to quickly read her flavour text, because I think it's it's nice to reflect on this today. Mm-hmm. Before Stella began working for the Postal Service in Arkham, she knew two things with certainty. First, her parents had made a mistake when they called her their son and gave her a boy's name. Second, the house on the cliff in Kingsport whispered her true name the name she chose for herself late at night, Stella. Delivering the mail six days a week in all kinds of weather wasn't an easy job, but Stella loved knowing that she was helping people connect with one another. Then she started finding the letters. At the end of her route, there was always one extra envelope in her bag. It was always addressed to her. It was always postmarked from Kingsport, and it always contained a letter with one typed word, Stella. So good. It's great, isn't it? It's such a great setup for for an investigator character. And like, I want to dive in and figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And Kingsport cycle when? Yeah. Yeah. That could be fascinating. Well, do we want to jump? I mean, there's not much to talk about in terms of investigator cards you can take, right? It's basically all all survivor. So should we jump on and talk about the first of her signature cards? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is a card we announced. Like, remember neither that? rain nor snow, did we? Yeah, oh, that's pretty we exciting. Sent it to announce in the midst of lockdown last year. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you read this, Peter, so you don't get lumped with the weakness? <laughs> yeah, fine. First of all, notable that this is a survivor card. Yes. As I, is that the case with all of the starter set signature cards? That's correct, yeah. Thought it was. So, probably only significant really in Stella, where a key card we talked about last week was resourceful. <laughs> Uh, resourceful yeah. can, can grab this back, which is nice. And and it's an eight. Right, so <laughs> yeah. survive at skill, and uh, it has three wild icons, and it is innate and developed. Stellar Clark deck only. If this skill test fails, cancel all effects or the, uh, of the failed test. Nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. And it's her looking badass in the art. It is, yeah. The, the, the Terry Pratchett book, uh, Going Postal, I think letters <laughs> letters keep on falling off the sign above the post service. I think, I'm sure it says, nor, nor glom of night. 
just always makes me laugh <laughs> nice. now. Glom of Night. Well, ha- having played with this card now, I think it's it's good, right? <laughs> yes. Likewise, when you mentioned that it was an eight, I was thinking, oh my goodness, true survivor to draw all three copies back yeah, from your discard yeah, pile. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Just a little nine icons to the to your hand when you need them. It, I think it's it's a weird card to an extent in that mm-hmm. it feels like an obvious use would be if you put it into a test you're going to fail to make sure the negative effects aren't bad. So yes. there's almost a contradiction where it's got three wild icons. Mm-hmm. But as I've played with it, I don't mind that too much. Like It's nice to have an option to help you pass a test if you, if you need to. But also, mm. it almost works like like an encounter cancel card. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, is your at least one with a test on? You're like, well, it doesn't matter if you fail this test because nothing bad happens. Mm. Mm. And I've seen now that this is one of those cards that's very hard to assess in a vacuum because really it matters scenario by scenario what the really negative effects could be. So if you think about say snake bite in the Forgotten Age, where if you fail you either get poisoned or take f- deal five damage to an ally. Not wanting to get poisoned can be really important in Forgotten Age. And then similarly, like any scenario with false lead, test intellect four if you fail, uh, for each point you fail by drop a clue. Yeah. Being able to just turn off some of these really nasty effects on treacheries is incredible. And it's a weird like hedging then as well. You're getting plus three to help you pass. And also if you fail, nothing happens. So either way... It's the same outcome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass, nothing happens. Fail, nothing happens. And so, th- th- yeah, that's pretty good. There's some like edge effects where passing the test is really hard. I'm thinking like, oh, here's a random example. The difficulty six willpower test for getting the... Is that in um, The Devourer Below? Ooh, yes, when the a- agenda flips. Yeah, there's like a difficulty six test, which you basically just say, well, I'll just fail this and get a madness. Well, not with neither rain nor snow. And there's a few bits and bobs like that where mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Of, oh, yeah. I played Essex County Express with Stella the other day. And when mm. you jump into the the train car, you've got that test where you can get trauma if you fail it. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like this just... Or, or not if you're Stella. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, neither rain nor snow. She, she, she's not getting no trauma. That's the other thing I found this card really leans into. I'm playing Stella in a multiplayer group at the moment. And... I'm pretty robust. I can take health and sanity hits, no problem. But both of the other players might be getting beaten up. And having this in hand to give them to protect them from damage or horror is really useful. I think of that more as like a guardian style ability, but just being able to throw it in and say, look, don't worry, tank the test. It's fine. You know, we've got um, a Harvey in the team who has agility too. So if he's taking agility tests that are going to give him damage, being able to just say, don't worry, you're safe is really nice. Yeah, yeah. Should we move on to her weakness? Actually, actually, just before we do, she gets three mm. of these as well. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. <laughs> just bananas. in case you didn't say that. Yeah. yeah, three. Worth noting as well, sorry, tiny points. Well, a couple of tiny points. One, this doesn't have a level because it's a signature card. So Scrounge for Supplies can't return it to hand, but Resourceful can. Yes. Because Resourceful doesn't care about the level, but yeah. but Scrounge does. So yeah, that's that's one thing. The other thing is that the wording, if this skill test fails, cancel all effects of the failed test. That's step seven, I believe, that uh, results of the test get resolved. And you can have multiple cards in the test that all say, if the skill test fails, do X. When you have multiple ones, you get to choose the order. So I think, I 
think take heart reads if the skill test fails, draw two cards and gain two resources. So you could commit take heart and neither rain nor snow to the same test. Resolve take heart first, then resolve neither rain nor snow and not take any of the other negative effects of the test failing, which is is pretty nice. All good points. Let's move on to Called by the Mists. It's a treachery. It's a weakness. It's curse-traited. Revelation put Called by the Mists into play in your threat area. Forced, after you initiate a skill test with a difficulty of four or higher, take one damage. Double action discard Called by the Mists. Yeah, this is a this can be a tricky one, right? Mm-hmm. Luckily, Star has quite a big health pool, which sort of gives her a bit of insulation against this. But mm. as as I'm sure you're going to go on and say, Frank, Quick Learner is a great card to take in Stella. <laughs> <laughs> quick Learner is a thing, yeah. <laughs> and and you you a big advocate of doubling up on Quick Learner. Mm. So this means it's going to be triggering on any skill test of difficulty two or higher. <laughs> if yeah. you're trying to start of your fail turn. that first test skill test in your turn. You could, you could be really shafted by this. Mm. Mm. So what immediately jumps out to me about this card is how often do you take difficulty four or higher tests? And my instinct would be not that often you'd be picking and choosing your difficulty four tests, particularly with a stat line like Stella's. But you've gone and gazumped me, and the next point I'd say is unless you're running Quick Learner. Um, so for people who can't remember, that's four XP permanent that says that your first action each turn gets plus one difficulty your first test rather and your third and later in the turn gets minus one difficulty Mm. importantly it's for your turn it's not in mythos so it doesn't make mythos harder for you but yeah it basically changes your turn so that you have a, a difficulty spike at the start and a difficulty dip at the end obviously for stella that's particularly strong because if she fails that first action or mythos she then has a four action turn so she gets more of the benefit, the the lower difficulty, and less of the negative, the the higher difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'll also add, you look maybe at something like Drawing Thin as well. Mm, which, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, is, is it a totally bananas card, but, you know, naturally synergizes with Stella and anti-synergizes with Called by the Mists. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It, it's one way you look at it in isolation. And I think on paper, even as a... As a maybe as a random basic weakness, mm. you'd think oh, I can probably manage it depending on the investigator I'm playing as. Mm-hmm. It really kind of deflates Stella. I feel in terms of how easy it is to deal with it, particularly in multiplayer. Someone else clears it for you for two actions. On you go, and and I've even had it where it arrives in in upkeep. I take a damage for the first action of my turn because it's a difficulty four test. And fail, and then I have three actions left, and two of those are clearing it. So you know it's in a it's in an investigator that has the <laughs> ability to get extra actions, which makes clearing double action weaknesses e- easier. So that's kind of nice. Where should we move to next, Peter? Well, let, let's. <laughs> funnily enough, the next card we can I can see is uh, a tickophobia, which is a, oh, okay. is a random yeah. basic weakness, but included in the stellar deck. Mm. And is also particularly horrible. It, it's all of the the random weaknesses included in the starter decks are like almost secondary basic <laughs> weaknesses, weaknesses. Signature weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And a a tickophobia, a tichophobia, a tichophobia. Mm, yeah, a, a very similar to to, to call by the mists. Put it into play in your threat area. After you fail a skill test, take one horror. So it's it's almost like a mirror of uh, of call by the mists, isn't it? 
Mm. Mm. But yeah, let's not dwell on that because it was just a nice little symmetry I wanted to talk about before we started diving into the rest of our deck. I'm glad you've mentioned that a, co- a couple of times. You've mentioned that this is a starter deck investigator. And I think that is worth noting. It's our first investigator-specific episode for a starter investigator because they're, they're fairly new. They've been out for six months or so now at yeah. the point of recording. And on the one hand, what we see with them is fairly simple signatures, very limited deck building, normal deck sizes. They're meant to be somewhat entry-level, and this, you know, the ability failure test get another action seems like a an easy introductory thing to get one's head around. Yeah. And one of the fascinating things for Stella, as I think we've already alluded to quite a lot, is that what that actually means is there's then a lot of scope for pilot skill to make up the nuance that you don't get from a complicated ability or a complicated deck building. And anyway, Survivor I think has a lot of scope for for good piloting because of the way it works with lowballing the bag or using your resources in a certain way resources in cards and resources not actual resources but yeah Stella I think is yeah one of those investigators that really stands out to me that you can play her fairly straightforwardly but you can also go really bonkers with her and she really supports that because she has this weird failure ability yeah yeah totally agree I think a lot of the starter deck investigators they they sit their ability sits so firmly in the colour pie for their factions that they make it easy for new players to build decks around them. Yeah, that's right. There's quite yeah. a lot of like core or key cards that you can pick and go into those. You know, it, it, it's obvious to pick some synergies, I think, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, especially with the additional cards you get in the starter decks as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I, I mean, do we maybe want to just run down some of the, the key cards in the starter deck itself that, that really synergize yeah. with Stella? Yeah. I don't know whether the... you've got the, the list open. I mean, I, I, I can pick out a couple. Yeah, you go for it. Brill. I mean, Old Keyring, great card. <laughs> old Keyring has a subtle benefit in that it lets you... Well, I'll tell you what, the, the card I've, I've used the most, I think, is Look What I Found. Yeah. And I... Like I I have that in, I have that in my in in the style deck I've been playing recently in in the Dunwich Legacy, and there have been turns where I play, or it's not turns, games where I play it four or five times uh, in mm. a single loop mm. through the deck. Uh, I'm constantly figuring out ways to get look what I found back to my hand and to play it again. And I think in a way, Old Keyring, while it's also a way for getting clues, it's also it's in addition, it's a way to manipulate the shroud value. So that you can play Look What I Found more easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. As is Granny Orn. Uh, you, you're a fan of Granny Orn, I know. Big fan of Granny Orn, yeah. Like a mini pocket uh, lucky, isn't it? Pocket lucky that works on anyone, if I'm remembering correctly. I believe so, yes. Which is is kind of nice. The level 3 Granny is obviously amazing because it can turn success into failure. But even at level 0, just bumping up, bumping up your stats to get within threshold of failure tech is really really nice yes yeah what i really like about the synergy between old keyring and look what i found just to respond to that is that before that point we had flashlight and look what i found and they worked counter to each other (laughs) you use a flashlight charge to get the shroud down but then you don't get a clue you get two with look what i found whereas obviously old keyring you don't lose the charge if you fail so it just feels like a really explicitly good fit 
Yeah. You can use it to enable your failure or to help you get success. Either is fine. And and, and just just to emphasize, the benefit of that is then you still get an extra action. So you've got mm-hmm. two clues using your key ring and look what I found. But then you have another another three actions for your turn. Yeah, so that, that loops me back to Quick Learner or Drawing Thin, which says we don't mind if the first test is really hard because we'll use failure early in the turn. And then later in the turn, we'll be ready to succeed, which is sort of what, what you said. You're failing early to succeed later. And failure actually sets you up for success rather than holding you back. You know, the, the great example there is rabbit's foot. That means every time I fail a test in a turn, or the first time I fail a test in a turn, I end up drawing a card anyway. So not only do I get the action back, but I've also generated a card from it. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, I know we're probably teaching our <laughs> teaching our audience to suck eggs here no. with how rabbit's foot works no no it's it's, it's beautiful it's because it's it's one of these things every time and and let's let's look at live and learn as well mm-hmm. so you can fail the test play look what i found and then live and learn to take the test again with an increased skill value and maybe put a card in yep. so one action has got you maybe i don't know three clues plus mm. you fail the test so you've got another action and maybe something else like like take you know it, it everything stacks on top of it it's it's a classic sign of it's it's not really a combo build right there's that rule of thumb about combos that every card in it should be good in itself yeah uh, so you, as you're building an engine for your combo all the bits are doing good you don't want to put something in that is purely only works when the rest of the, the combo is in place I mean, that's... you don't want to sneak that De Vermis mysterious knowledge's power into your deck just for no reason. <laughs> but but with with these cards we're mentioning, I mean, it, it's mm. it's not a combo in the same way. It's just like an engine. All the bits just mm. work good yeah. anyway. They just get better and better as more of them start to arrive. Yeah, yeah. That and I think that's that's exactly right. If I have rabbit's foot in my opening hand as Stella, it just goes down first turn. And I know it's going to draw me cards over the course of the scenario because I'm going to try and fail tests. Yeah. I'm not going, ah, but I really need to take heart to include with that. Or it's just a steady earner in its own way. And I'm also not saying, oh, well, I won't play my look what I found because I don't have rabbit's foot yet to make the most out of this failure. Yeah. Like failure is still good. Um, when you were saying live and learn, I was trying to interrupt you. I'm really... The, the image you just gave, you fail a test, you play look what I found, and then you live and learn for plus two and you maybe commit something else. Yeah. I can tell you what you commit at that point. It's called sharp vision, <laughs> and you've just got four clues for one action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the seeker in your team is saying, wait, what? <laughs> That's exactly what my Stella's running at the moment, and it is. Because it's also, it's a, it's a basic investigate, so you give yourself a plus three, plus the plus two from the look what I found, uh, the live and learn. Oh, it's chef's kiss. <laughs> Really fun. We've also seen in the Stella pack, which is probably worth noting, that she has some combat options that also lean into this failure style. And I think it's worth noting that because before this point, we really only had oops. And oops, certainly at level zero, was tricky to use. You needed two enemies. You needed to miss one to hit the other. But once we saw things like the Derringer and then the Chainsaw, it's like, ah, okay, Actually, these are weapons that don't run out of charges if you fail with them. Which again, like going back to that early example, if you're the Guardian, you've put all in in the test, not the card all in, you've put all of your hand into a test and you've run out of ammo, you're in a bit of a sticky spot. But the survivors like shoots their bullet and misses, but they didn't actually shoot that bullet. So that can be really, really helpful to just, again, she's flexible, she can turn her hand to dealing with enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
a hundred percent. I mean, we've we've sort of focused on clues, right? But I, I, talking about look what I found, sharp vision. But mm. she's got the flatness of her stat line, sort of makes her able to turn her hands to whatever kind of build you want, mm-hmm. um, and and I guess that that's that's why those one XP skill cards are, are so cool in in Survivor because mm. you, mm. you're in quite a lot of situations. You're not necessarily building in the tools like the, the kind of action compression asset tools that you do in other factions. You are just taking the basic actions, but you're able to do a little bit of everything. So you can occasionally punch someone and do okay. Yeah, <laughs> do brute forcely okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. that said, I, I do. I think that the Derringer, which also came in her pack, is a really is a really good card for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a generally a really good weapon, actually. The the level two in particular, like two cost for three ammo, because at, at level zero it's three three cost for two ammo. But when you get up to two cost for three ammo, it already feels a bargain. Paying fewer resources for more ammo is generally good in this game. But then also the boosts it gives are really good. Yeah, we've been playing the the campaign I'm playing Stellar in in the moment. We're playing on hard as well, and that it doesn't change things too much for what you're doing with Stellar. Like I'm still running two quick learner having a lot of fun with it but there are more penalties for failure around there based on like pulling bad tokens and things like that you get given a lot more damage and horror generally and the other thing i notice is that sometimes you when you really want to pass you really want to go go for it and handle that and having a lot of her cards mitigate failing when you want to be going for it is really useful so being able to take a pot shot with the derringer and it's actually giving you a later a boost later in the turn is really good it's just another way that failure is incentivizing what you're doing. So the, the, the old key ring, I understand thematically how it works. Because the idea is that <laughs> there's a key on there which is going to fit the lock. And you can keep on trying keys until you find the right key. And then you've used that key. I think thematically yeah. it's really nice. The 18 Derringer, I, I, I can't make thematic sense of it at all. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> is it just like... No, the, neither can I. Just I there for symmetry. Yeah, but I mean, that also that your example then suggests that the way we find clues is always by unlocking doors, which <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's so often in this game isn't how you find clues. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is. Yeah, I agree with that. But as you're, you know, exploring caves or on the dark side of the moon, I don't think there's a door that you're uh, sticking your <laughs> your keys into to check if it works. Yeah, the Derringer... I don't even... The implication of failure... I I actually want to explore this. The implication is that you've taken a shot and missed, right? Yes. That's what failure means in a combat test. Yes. It doesn't mean that you've lined up the shot and realised you wouldn't be able to hit. So haven't shot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess maybe I can sort of see that. Because it's like, it's a tiny wee gun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, maybe like you're waiting for the enemy to get really close and then you can just pop them with it. But the, the failure of the combat check is an indication that you failed to get into position. But then that sort of doesn't work with the tricks that allow you to fail, but still, like, like say, with oops, and maintain yeah. the ammo. I don't know. Maybe it's best not to think about it yeah. too much. Oops is, oops, <laughs> oops is pretty explicit, isn't it, on its art? It's like yes. you've, you've shot at one and the bullet has ended up hitting something else. I mean, I mean, this also breaks down with evading, like when we think about what evading is. Yeah. Sometimes it's slinking back into the shadows, but other times it's actually generally 
tiring out the enemy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the kind of Rita thing, isn't it? That she evades by just running really fast. So they are further in the distance. It's not that they're not, you know, aware of you less. They're still aware of you. They're just further away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's both the strength and the weakness of the game, isn't it? That yeah, it's always funny. These things things hold up to scrutiny, but also don't. I've mentioned, we've mentioned a few XP cards here. Quick Learner, Chainsaw potentially, if you want to do that, you can turn her into a, a real fighter. Other things that have jumped out for you in terms of XP? Ooh, good question. i tell you what, there's a little played Survivor card I think might be quite good, and that's Unrelenting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just, but, yeah. but it, I mean, it is a very good card. But also, I think mm-hmm. the application in Stella is that you can make it easier to fail a test. If you yes. take out a plus one and two zeros, you leave the elder... Draw two cards, yeah. Yeah, you draw two cards, you leave the elder sign in the bag. You have added a token to the... an icon to the test, which makes it more likely to pass. But you've taken out some of the positive tokens. And of course, the elder sign lets you fail anyway. So yeah, I, I think that, that has a nice... I like Unrelenting a lot because it's so flexible. And it feels like it fits mm-hmm. in for that reason. But actually, a lot of the core bits in Stella, like Lucky and Look What I Found, they can be upgraded as well, right? Mm-hmm. So none of those are bad bad uses of experience. Rabbit's Foot, you can you can mm-hmm. upgrade Rabbit's Foot as well. If you're playing with the taboo list, grabbing some Drawing Thin is going to turn you into an absolute powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd add as well in, into that the upgrade to Dumb Luck that we saw in this pack. I raved about when I did my first look. Yeah. I think to go from placing the enemy on the top of the deck to the bottom is so good. And in, in fact, you know, last week I mentioned Close Call. And I wonder if I'd ever take Close Call anymore now that Dumb Luck 2 is out. Same XP. If you're going to shuffle an enemy into the deck, wouldn't you rather just know that it's the last card in the deck? <laughs> like, oh, wow. Well, feels straight up better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get where you're coming from. Obviously, you have to fail the test for dumb luck to trigger, whereas you have to pass for close call. So there's a there's a bit of difference there, but it's Stella. <laughs> she can fail tests. Yeah. So I've been playing dumb luck, actually, even in Innsmouth. Like that, that comes with a few more risks because obviously there's engagement effects from deep ones. Yeah. But even then, sometimes it's worth it. You know, the deep one bull comes out. If you can fail an, uh, an evade two check and sling it back at the, to the bottom of the deck, you just know you don't need to deal with it anymore, which is nice. Yeah. Is there an exile build in Stella? Well, I've been thinking about this. I'm not so sure. In fact, one of the cards we didn't mention last week, which I quite like, in Silas's Stroke of Luck... Mm, oh, yes. Which is a real shame we didn't mention that. I used to go on and on about Stroke of Luck and Silas. Yeah, well. yeah. And because it's come out a week ago, in the meantime, we're going to have lots of people messaging us saying, Oh, yeah. It's... Uh, why didn't you talk about that? But I, I, I don't know. I I feel like, no. I don't, none of them jump out to me as being particularly synergistic with, with Stella. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you could argue, like, Test of Will level one. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, th- there's even a reason to take Test of Will Zero in Stella, which is that because it forces a willpower test on you in Mythos, it's another test to fail. Yeah, <laughs> So I guess. say you draw, um, I don't know, an Ancient Evils or a Locked Door. You're like, oh, I'll try and cancel this. If I cancel it, great. If I don't, I get an action. Yeah, 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 maybe. It's an interesting one because we've got the leveled up Leather Coat, the leveled up Keepsake, leveled up level two Test of Will in the starter deck that Stella came out in, and we got Deja Vu 
but I don't know if it's necessarily the right place for to run them. But then saying that, who is the right place? Calvin? Well, maybe? exactly. This is the question. Or Wendy, possibly? Mm, yeah, yeah. Not Yorick for the... Yorick probably wants to replay things. He doesn't want them to exile when they get damaged and horrid to make. I don't feel like there's a solid enough theme yet across the exile cards to really make them give them a, a, an identity mm. for an yeah. investigator. Yeah. That would be my broad feeling. I think I think we're missing one maybe, one more exile card and we'd be good. Mm. Maybe. Maybe you know what? Maybe Duke, you can flare to go and fetch your guiding spirit. If the spirit exiles, you get it back. Ashcampete and Duke have low health and sanity, so they might want to soak things. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, that's a massive tangent. Do you have any piloting tips for Stella? Uh, fail tests. <laughs> um, yeah. She's a she's a classic. Pause at the start of your turn and try and plan things out. Survivor, right? That that happens quite a lot with Survivor, where you're going to pull off some nonsense. Patrice is a bit like mm. that. How am I going to make the most of what I've got this turn? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know whether I've got any specific tips over that. Put good cards in a spot for choice. I think I think that's a great tip, though, planning your turn. Because if you... Identifying, are you going to get an extra action that turn? And if so, how? Is really useful. If you've already got the extra action from Mythos, you maybe don't want to go all in and fail the first action necessarily because you, you want to save those failures for another turn or, or whatever it is. I mean, you could just fail everything happily. Yeah. But. Yeah, I sometimes find that. It's like, oh, I've already got a four-action turn now. How do I get make the most of this? I find with Quick Learner as well, if I don't have an enemy on me and I've already failed a test in Mythos, often first action I draw or I play an asset. Because, you know, Quick Learner obviously encourages you to organise how you do your actions around the difficulty or move first action, which, you know, might not do with other investigators, to just skip that difficult test because I've already got the extra action. Something like that. And what about roles? I mean, I think you've touched on this. They can kind of handle, Stella can kind of handle everything, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, and it depends how you build. Or I think maybe she works best able to react to what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. So survivor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. She, she, she takes a great, like, third slot in a party if you've got uh, someone who's more fighty and someone who's more cluey. Mm. You're playing her in three player at the moment, is that right? I am, yes, with Norman. And Zoe. And I'm playing her in three-player with Nathaniel and Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the two bearded seeker gents and then a fighty person. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I find myself doing mostly cluing and then every so often a bit of enemy management. Yeah. And it's actually fascinating to watch that opposite Harvey who's got magnifying glass you know, inquiring minds, Eureka's deductions, his stat goes up to seven, eight, nine, you know, passing tests. And then I'm there on intellect two being like, okay, so I'm a two on one. I'll use this. No, I won't use my key ring. Oh, look, I've just got two clues, you know. Oh, a sharp vision now. All of that <laughs> stuff. Very enjoyable. Well, well should, we, should we wrap up there then? Yeah, let's wrap up there. As always, if you've got any thoughts you want to share on Stella or anything we talked about at the top of the episode uh, on uh, Transgender Day of Visibility, uh, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can get in touch with us. Frank, do you want to take it away? 
Yeah, we're drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and Designed by Humans. And Stella has some really big fans out there, doesn't she? So I'm I'm expecting to hear from at least one or two Stella fans saying, You've forgotten about this key card. And <laughs> I look forward to that moment. Uh yeah, it, the the <laughs> the, the investigators with well, I'm, I'm, is, is fanatic fanatic often where we get the word fan from? Yeah, maybe. Just yeah. dropping that fact in there for no other reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you do how people can get in touch with you? Sorry, I was I was kind of zoned out there. I didn't know. No, but how can people get in touch with you, Peter? They can get in touch with me. I am United everywhere. U N I T L E D. This is the smoothest sign off we've done in some time, isn't it? Yeah, I am on uh, Twitter and uh, Discord and Reddit and Instagram is the United and Steam as well. So yeah, please say hello. How about you, Frank? Yeah, I'm Zooey Glass, Zozo, FB, FUB, around the place. Likewise, say hello. And thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Handsome knights they were, astride rowan horses and clad in shining armour, with tabards of cloth of gold curiously emblazoned. So numerous were they that Oscar Janssen almost mistook them for an army, but their leader told them that they were sent in his honour, since it was he who had created Uthnagai in his dreams, on which account he, has, he was now to be appointed its chief god for evermore. More than ever... Jesse Cunningham wished to sail in a galley to the far places of which he had heard so many strange tales, and he sought again the captain who had agreed to carry him so long ago. He found the man, Richard Birram, sitting on the same chest of spices he had sat upon before, and Birram seemed not to realise that any time had passed. Then the two rowed to a galley in the harbour, and giving orders to the oarsmen, commenced to sail out into the billowy Serenarian... <laughs> <laughs> I, I could think about it about halfway through. Serenarian. I saw her coming up and I'm like, how is he going to handle this one? Serenarian. <laughs> Serenarian. Is it Serenarian? Serenarian, yeah, it must be. Commenced to sail out into the billowy Serenarian sea that leads to the sky. <laughs> I wonder it's Bloop-tastic. Serenarian, yeah. God. What, what an absolute name. It feels like it has one vowel too many <laughs> in there. It's like a classic Lovecraft where he starts off with some... Like, because uh, I've been playing Hades, you, you, I keep mm. on seeing Chthonic, which obviously yeah. means of the underworld. But it's where he stole, like, the kind of feeling of Cthulhu from, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's, the, the, there's you get Chthonians, don't you? That's a that's a kind of yeah. Lovecraftian yeah, yeah. thing. Ceres, C- it feels like it starts with Ceres, but then he goes yeah. off on one halfway through. Ceres Nerenian? Ceres Right, we're going to stop. Thank you.